Brick Moon Fiction presents Grace Under Pressure by Jason D. April Narrated by Nicholas Thurkettle There was a moment, there always is, that one tick of time that marks the gap between what reality used to be and what it will be from then on. That one point of impact where whoever you were just the barest slip of time before became utterly trashed. For Grace, that moment wasn't when they came into the store with guns. It wasn't when they shot the security guard or beat an old man until he fell crumpled on the floor in front of her. It wasn't even when they pulled her and her daughter, Sydney away as cops closed in and shoved them into a shitty old van while bullets fired mere inches away. Sydney shouldn't have been there. She shouldn't have had to see those things. No five-year-old should. Grace couldn't remember what she felt during all of that, which in a later moment of quiet was disconcerting. Certainly nothing for herself. All she could really see was Sydney, terrified, crying, looking to her mother to somehow make this nightmare go away. There in that van, she had gathered Sydney up, hunched over her protectively, praying not to get shredded by bullets. But through it all, there was this distinct feeling that she, somehow, wasn't really there, like some ethereal guardian angel whose sworn duty was to protect a little girl. And still, that wasn't the moment. No, that was after the crash and the run, just enough space between them and the cops to make it into an abandoned office building. Another victim of a desperate economy, the building had been built a few years ago, partially furnished, and then never actually used. Pushed back to the back of the second floor, into what Grace guessed would have been a copy room, six armed men in rubber masks surrounding her. Surrounding Sydney, who couldn't stop crying. She was five, traumatized a million times over in the span of an hour, and hysterical. Why didn't they understand that? She wasn't so loud that it would have made a difference. The cops obviously knew where they were. It was just a matter of waiting for the inevitable. The moment finally came when one of them, maybe the leader, slapped Sydney across the face, desperate to shut her up, threatening to kill her. To kill Grace. It was at that moment, as her daughter fell back against her mother, gasping in fear, tears streaming a river, unable to speak, that Grace understood the cops were not going to be able to save her. Surrounded by the stink of dirt and sweat from the men and cans of paint and pails of drywall mud, she accepted the finality that whoever she was this morning didn't matter. That she didn't matter. Only Sydney mattered and Grace would absolutely kill for her. Sydney, she whispered into her daughter's matted hair, holding her lightly. It'll be okay. Just keep your eyes closed, okay, honey? She felt her daughter's tiny head nodding against her as her eyes locked on the men. They were arguing now and clearly idiots, Grace noted. They had no idea what they were doing. Too much television. Too much overconfidence. Like every man she'd ever known, they thought they had it together until they had their own moment and realized it was all falling apart. Somewhere outside, she could hear a muffled voice from a bullhorn trying to get the thieves' attention. Giving Grace and Sydney a quick glance, the leader whispered something to the others, then patted the shoulder of one of the men. Grace saw him shift uncomfortably, trying not to stare right at her. I don't like it either, Grace just barely overheard the leader say, but we can't have witnesses. A moment later, five of the men, all locked and loaded, believing themselves ready for a fight, slipped out of the small room and her sight. The nervous one stayed back. Don't look, baby, she whispered. No matter what, don't look. Grace locked her eyes on the lone gunman in the room. 
Clutching his Russian knockoff semi-auto rifle, he seemed to have forgotten her as he nervously stared at the closed door. Grace closed her eyes for a second, reached behind and gingerly slipped her fingers around the thin metal handle of a paint can. A fist wrapped around the metal, she opened her eyes, pushed Sidney to the side as she rapidly rose up and swung the unopened can around. The man barely had time to even look her way before the dull clunk sounded from the impact against his skull. He stumbled back as Grace pressed forward, swinging the can against his head again. She heaved it overhead as he fell against the wall, and white paint erupted all over both of them as the lid exploded open from the final impact crushed the top of his skull. She watched the body slump to the floor. Blood flowed down his head, mixing with the paint, creating a vibrant bloom of rose paint. She let the paint can fall and bent down, picking up the gun with both hands. Sidney was staring up at her with a look of utter disbelief. Grace smiled as softly as she could manage and put a finger to her lips with a shh sound. Sidney only nodded, and her mother held a hand up, signaling for her to wait there. She could hear the muffled sounds of gunfire from the wall of windows at the front of the huge open office space. Grace looked down at the gun. She hadn't used a gun since her tour in Afghanistan. She never wanted to again, but the training was still burned into her muscle memory. She did a quick check on the weapon. Surely wasn't even on, but the clip was full. Slowly, she turned the doorknob and pushed the door open a few inches. She could hear the men shouting and firing clearly now, but no one was in sight. She looked back at Sidney. Sid, stay here. Cover your ears and don't look. Mommy will be right back. A tiny nod, and Sidney cupped her hands over her ears and closed her eyes tightly before burying her head against her knees. Grace pushed the door open slowly. They were ducked below the windows, taking turns firing, as she crouched down and ran to a dusty office desk. Weaving between the desks, she got as close to them as she thought she needed to be accurate with the clumsy weapon. From behind a blocky support column, she slowly took aim at the centermost man. Somewhere in the back of her mind, thoughts raced. Who was he? Why was he doing this? Did he have kids? A mother who would mourn him? As she squeezed the trigger, she accepted that she just didn't care. He could have been anyone, nearly any man she'd ever met or a total stranger. Who cared? Once he made the decision to hurt someone this morning, he'd forfeited moral consideration. His head exploded like a rotten tomato, spraying bloody gore against the broken panes of glass, the floor, and the men on either side of him. She'd aimed for his chest. She didn't hesitate as she ducked and moved rapidly to a desk further back. A quick glance of their reaction showed utter confusion, as if they didn't understand that the shot came from behind. Hell, maybe they really were that stupid. Peeking around the side of another desk, only one was looking back. She took a bead, staring down the sights as he paced forward a few steps then back again as a light above him exploded from outside gunfire. As he turned to rush back to his teammates, Grace exhaled slowly and fired again. This time, blood erupted from the side of the man's chest. He stood for a moment in utter disbelief, his hand touching the exit wound. Seeing the blood on his hand, he looked dumbfounded. Grace could see one of the others looking at the man and shouting. This one ran toward his wounded companion. Grace inhaled deeply and then lifted the rifle again. She aimed just ahead of the runner and squeezed. The bullet grazed his shoulder and he stumbled. Grace stood, rifle still up, and pulled the trigger three more times at the man. He jerked as two of the rounds blew through his chest and neck before crumpling at the feet of the wounded man. A split second later, 
Grace sent two more rounds into the wounded man, and he fell on top of the other body with a wet thud. Grace kept moving to the left, weaving between the desks, aiming at the fourth man, missing three times before landing a round to the gut. He stumbled back, hit the window frame violently, and then fell out the empty window. She looked around frantically for the last man. That man. The one who hurt Sidney. Instinctively, she aimed at the copy room as a quick movement caught her eye. A sudden scream and she was running toward the open doorway. she just registered the pistol in the one hand and her daughter's hair clenched tightly in the other as he came through the door, shoving Sidney ahead of him. Grace didn't stop. She didn't slow. She didn't hesitate. She plowed into him, just as he raised the pistol and shouted something. She saw the fire erupt from the barrel as her body impacted his. She wasn't large and he had almost a foot on her for height, but it didn't matter. As he fell backward, she fell onto him, shoving his pistol arm away. Grace screamed as a searing pain suddenly erupted in her arm, but she managed to slam his arm down and knock the pistol out of his grasp. Don't hesitate, don't hesitate, don't hesitate. Over and over in her mind, it was her only thought. Don't stop. Don't stop until he's dead. Her left hand grabbed a chunk of his hair and she started slamming his head into the floor, screaming, don't stop, the whole time without realizing she kept bashing his skull into the thin gray carpet tiles. Blood seemed to spread out in jerky frames of movement, a halo at first around his head, then an ever-increasing wet spot against the floor. She barely heard his whisper. Stop. A muted gasp. Stop. She let go of his hair, balled her fists together above her head, and brought them down on his face as hard as she could. And then she stopped. And so did he. Don't fucking tell me what to do, she gasped, shoving herself backward and slowly standing. Out of breath, exhausted, dizzy, Grace backed against a support column and slumped down to the floor, looking for Sidney. She was there, still on the floor, gasping too, staring wide-eyed at her mother. Come here, baby, Grace said. We're okay now. Sidney didn't hesitate or stop either until her arms were tightly wrapped around her mother. We're okay now, baby, Grace repeated, closing her eyes and hugging Sidney as tightly as she could with one arm. Jason D. April has been writing professionally for over 20 years, mostly in nonfiction. You can find his bylines appearing on such sites as Playboy, Paste Magazine, Motherboard, Upload VR, and others. Occasionally, he even lets bits of fiction escape out into the wild. Jason does not tweet. This has been a production of the Brick Moon Fiction Podcast. If you like what you hear, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts, as it helps us find a bigger audience. For more information on Brick Moon and special offers, sign up for the Brick Moon Fiction newsletter at brickmoonfiction.com. Thank you for listening.